0: Welcome to the Canadian Real Estate Investor, where hosts Daniel Foch and Nick Hill navigate the market and provide the tools and insights to build your real estate portfolio. Okay, welcome back to the Canadian Real Estate Investor Podcast. My name is Daniel Foch, and I'm joined here by Nick Hill, who has an announcement for you.
1: Wow, just put me on the spot like that.
0: Gonna do it. Jump right to it. (laughs) We got lots of announcements that we got to burn through some time. So, no fancy intros.
1: We got announcements, we got a great episode on deck as always, but yeah, we'll start things off with a couple of exciting things. The five day challenge, everybody, otherwise known as the hunt for the best investment property in the country, which is pretty exciting. More details on that in the show notes, but very short pitch. It's a five day challenge, about 30 to 60 minutes a day for you to learn how to analyze deals, and I hopefully find the best one in the country,
0: and test out technology that was built for our listeners to analyze deals. Proprietary, it is proprietary and exclusive, and a bunch of other buzzwords. And you can do that to become better at analyzing deals than anybody else in the market. Therefore, becoming more competitive, therefore, being more likely to get the best deal in your market. So, therefore, if you therefore, want to do that, yeah, it's a it's a five day challenge. You're going to, we're gonna we're gonna teach you how to how to rip some deals quickly get closer to your next investment we also have meetups and uh if you've been listening to the show for a while you know we've been doing these for over a year now and they're growing so our most notable recent additions to the meetups were red deer i know red deer didn't have a great turnout with their last meetup these can be a little bit volatile at the beginning but i think they had like a the first one was awesome and then subsequent ones were a little bit slower so show red deer some love and let's help them grow their meetup the next one is PEI, who I think they're on their second or third now. PEI's group is awesome. They again had a smaller one, more intimate. I think people like these ones when they're smaller and you like I always loved having small meetups because it was you just have a really like tight conversation with a small group of people rather than trying to work like trying to meet everybody in the room when it's totally. a bigger room. We also have on deck we have Vancouver, Surrey, hopefully Sunshine Coast, Windsor all joining shortly. Peterborough just had their first meetup. We have a Durham group started, but I don't think they've done a meetup yet. Ottawa is coming soon. And we also have an event manager for these meetups now and a big announcement, hopefully coming soon in regards to these meetups. So if you want to start one of these, contact the show and we'll connect you with literally a dedicated events manager who will help you make these into a success because it's a great way to be the best real estate investor in your market, meet everyone else in the real estate space in your market. So we talk talking about networking a lot on the show. Go do it. We've given you the tools. Yeah. Love can't, it. Can't, okay. Can't blame anyone but yourself if you're not doing it now. <laughs> time to get into the show, Dan? Yeah, I think so. About time.
1: Okay. So this idea for this episode all started with an Instagram post. The post is about a 90-second clip and has been viewed over... 3 million times has about 150,000 likes over 65,000 shares and well over 2000 comments. It's actually my most viral video ever. And I've had a few ones that have done quite well on Instagram hitting a million or close to a million or, or in some cases over a million, but this one blew them out of the water.
0: So I have two questions here. The first one is, did you pay for an ad spot to advertise your Instagram video on the show? <laughs> no. I take that as a no. <laughs> and uh, what trending dance did you do to garner such views?
1: Oh, it was the uh, triple twist backflip right out of Fortnite. You probably actually know. I've never danced. You're just,
0: that was, I think that was the most boomer sentence I've ever heard you say.
1: Well... <sighs> someone's going to make dad jokes around here and as a father of none it shouldn't be me
0: so what was the video explain it to me
1: yeah so i don't want to get too into it cuz we'll get we'll get into the details but it was a news clip that let's say shed light on the challenges of renting in the city of toronto
0: okay yeah i mean that uh that is one of those difficult things to do these days I think we just we, I think we just put out another another uh, clip that had the rent CPI beside population growth and it was um, uh, the chart says it all right I mean people will tell you correlation does not equal causation but I think the Bank of Canada even said that they were what did they what word did they use anyway there's obviously something going on there so anyway <laughs> um, before we get into the actual clip and the amazing content produced by that content creator, Who didn't pay for an ad to advertise his content on the show, by the way. (laughs) I'd have to to hit him up with an invoice. Um, this is from the January 2024 rentals.ca report. So asking average asking rents for all residential property types in Canada ended the year at a record high of 2,178 in December 2023, increasing eight point six percent from a year ago, which was just over when we had first broken two thousand dollar average rents in Canada. Alberta was the province with the fastest growing rents for purpose built rental and condominium apartments in 2023, recording a 15.6% annual increase in December to reach an average of $1,691. That was following a 16% increase in 2022. So pretty consistent growth in that market. BC made its pos- maintained its position as the most expensive province for apartment rents with the average asking rent at $2,500 in December despite recording a decrease on a year-over-year basis and that was after an 18.5% increase in 2022. Nova Scotia saw rent surge 31.4% in 2022 and among Crazy. Canada's... largest, Isn't that nuts? Yeah I mean that's all the Ontarians just moving there. Among Canada's largest cities Calgary posted the fastest annual rent growth for apartments in December rising 14% from a year ago to an average of $2,071. And that was after a 22.6% surge in Calgary rents in 2022. Another big destination for Torontonians in search of affordability. So, I mean, center of the universe is leaking, I guess, right? <laughs> That's what happens. It's a black hole. Time to get the
1: gorilla tape. So the theme here is rents have been going up and fast, faster than we have ever seen them and faster than people can keep up with. We are seeing double digit percentage increases in rent, but people are not making 10 plus percent more a year or 31.4% a year to see or to match the surge that Nova Scotia, for instance, has seen in rent. Then you throw inflation on top of that and the fact that everything is just more expensive than it was a few years ago and things start to look a little more grim and, and make it even
0: worse. So let's dive into the article then, which is a news clip. I guess you you shared the information from this news clip in your video. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't even watched the video. and no, I'm just kidding. I have. I know. I mean. can see how sad you look right now. <laughs> is it cheaper to stay in a hotel in Toronto than rent? Some are offering $2,000 a month long packages.
1: So with average Toronto rent prices dipping slightly to $2,908 in October of last year amidst the affordability crisis living in the city has grown increasingly impossible for many so could hotels offer a solution well Toronto's Don Valley Hotel is undercutting rent prices in the city by offering stays on a month-long basis for 1999 plus tax and that includes parking Pool access, Wi Fi, weekly cleaning, utilities, and more. And that's all from the general manager who told the Toronto Star about this. And that price does
0: not include a $500 refundable deposit. Still cheaper than first and last, I suppose. It is interesting. I feel like this is just brilliant marketing, perhaps. But anyway, Kevin Porter, the hotel's general manager, said the decision was initially meant as a temporary measure for people experiencing housing difficulties during the chaos of the early pandemic. But given its popularity, the offering has only grown since. Some tenants have now spent years renting the rooms, he said. We had, a con- we had condo projects that were delayed, housing sales that were delayed, people that were moving. Adding the extended stay project first began in October of 2020 and has since expanded to 80 rooms in the hotel. So 80 housing units basically have been created. There was a huge need during COVID. We saw more and more people coming and staying for long periods of time, so we carved out a little piece of our inventory for them, he said. Given the pandemic and the current market downturn, those rooms were simply sitting empty anyway, Porter continued, adding that it was a win-win situation for the hotel. So sitting at approximately 326
1: square feet, the rooms are fully furnished with one king-sized bed, a bathroom, a TV, a dresser, a lounge chair, a small table, and several chairs. Every room even comes with a balcony, he said. Now, the rooms don't have a kitchen, but were provided with a fridge and a microwave, And tenants, not hotel guests, you see how he phrases that here, tenants can opt to share their room with another person at no extra charge. So now you're house hacking your hotel room? This is crazy. So it's economical, and it gives them everything they need. This is the hotelier, um, Mr. Porter, going on to say, at the end of the day, it's no different than
0: living in a small condo. It's true, honestly. I mean, I, I know... A lot of the units that are being created today are basically that size, 326 square feet, right? Like a lot of the students, stuff aimed at students around some of the colleges and universities in downtown. It goes on to say that hotels are filling short-term gaps in Toronto's market. According to William Murray, an associate professor with the University of Guelph's School of Hospitality, Food, and Tourism Management... Great school, actually. I remember uh, the the half of kids when I was at uh, Guelph. Um, Switching to a monthly model may seem like an attractive option for hotels offering more economic rates, which may be struggling to fill rooms, especially during the winter slump. They have a guaranteed revenue for a period of time, and it allows them to maintain occupancy with controlled costs, he explained. That said, he's concerned how stable such a model may be for the renter. It operates on a month-to-month basis, meaning a tenant may not be guaranteed to keep the room long-term. He also doesn't foresee such a model lasting once demand picks up and they can make more money on those units. They're filling a short term gap in the marketplace, he said. It is interesting, right? Because you've heard of all, a lot of these horror stories with like short term rental owners where they're, um, you know, they're like their tenant just one day, sc- or they're like their guest just one day decides that they're a tenant, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and then they just stay forever. And so I wonder if the same risk exists for these hotels. I would say probably not. Cause like, it can't really be implied that you're like, oh, I thought that this was like a house for me. Like, no, you're yeah. living in a hotel, no, it, sir. It says so this hotel, is a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, um, as a counterpoint Porter noted that some of the tenants have lived in the rooms for years with his longest running customer staying more than six years. They were living in the hotel even before the month-long bundle was offered, he said, although they were offered a discounted rate as a long-term resident. Porter said he doesn't foresee the program ending before 2025. Crazy stuff. The
1: article then poses the question, how cheap are other hotels in Toronto, right? I mean... This is the Don Valley we're talking about, you know. I don't. I haven't seen any month-long program stays at the Shangri La. Dan, have
0: you? Well, they. Are, I guess they have the residence there, right? Like, right. A but lot I of mean, these hey, have that's Little different. <laughs> I know, but isn't like, isn't it? They they still get to use the hotel amenities, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it is different, but it's like similar. So that I guess they don't have to do it because they. That's what, that's sort of my implication, right? They don't have to do it because they have the the residence thing going
1: for on for sure. So, going back to William Murray, again, who is the professor at uh, at the University of Guelph, by far the best
0: university in Canada and possibly the world. Nick didn't mean that, everyone. Please continue listening to our show if you went to another university than Guelph. Yes, of course. Unfortunately, when Nick and I were going there, it was a safety school. And so, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was great. All, it is a great school, but all great schools. All schools in Canada are great, especially Queens, which we gave a shout out to on the other, on the yes. last. Uh, yes, yes. I mean, they're going to get through their financial issues. We believe in them. We don't necessarily love the old strip mall colleges. But, no, yeah, uh, not them. Other than those, yeah. don't. Yeah. They're bad. They're doing bad stuff.
1: Anyways, Mr. William Murray from our alma mater says that he can't see any other hotels adopting a monthly rent model simply because it's far more lucrative to operate on a daily basis. This goes back to real estate one-on-one, short-term, mid-term versus long-term. One's more profitable one's more risky, etc. For example, a room with similar amenities at the Dawn Valley Hotel goes for more than $150 a night, according to booking sites. That's $4,500 for 30 days, more than double the $1,999 fee for the one month offered at the Dawn Valley. I can't see most hoteliers right now pivoting towards becoming landlords, he said. It's far smarter in terms of business for them to remain as hoteliers the market is bouncing back rates are very strong and there's no indication that rates are going down significantly. That said, some hotels appear to share a similar model. The Palmerston Hotel, for example, charges a daily rate of around $60. However, it requires a minimum stay of 28 days, according to its website, totaling around $1,680. So again, much cheaper than you're going to find any kind of rental. Are these nice hotels? Like I've never heard of them. Use your imagination. Fair. Meanwhile, renting a a room in a furnished house, you know, a house like a hotel like this one by Toronto Furnished Living goes for about 17, just over $1,700 for 30 days or about $57 per night. And that's according to uh, the booking website Hostel World, which... I've actually used before to stay in places where you actually would want to stay in hostels like Nicaragua and Bali, not necessarily in downtown Toronto. Article goes on to say that people are not looking to make commitments in a world that is just so unsure, and uncertain. People are pointing to high interest rates, uh, the high interest rates at the moment, and people are looking for shorter term options until there seems to be some stability in the market. Now, Before we get into the comment section of the Instagram video, which is just packed full of good suggestions, funny comments, valuable insights, we should probably touch
0: on a very relevant
1: real estate topic, Dan, cruise ships.
0: Yeah, okay. We can do that. I also... I was thinking of cruise ships. It's really funny because I'm. I had to Google this hotel, the Palmerston. Oh, and they have bunk beds in the bedrooms. Yeah, like two. So there's four. This is a four bed. This is a four bedroom suite here. <laughs> four bed suite. I don't know. Yeah, two bunk beds. About so four, four bedroom. Bed. Four, four beds. beds.
1: It's in the fine print.
0: Yeah, they're like they're interesting too. Like they're um, not like full size bunk beds. It doesn't seem like they're small ladders. Anyway, um, I was looking at this thinking. This is a crew, like, this is the cruise ship of hotels, which so it's a I'm- nautical theme. Yes, yeah. I, <laughs> I have nothing against that. Like, it reminds me of when I stayed at uh, this hotel concept in New York City called the Yotel. Is it Yotel? I think that, they- yeah, they just come out and it was like a fully automated, like, Scandinavian chain. Uh, it was made by the guy who invented those like arms that, uh, assemble stuff at, uh, manufacturing plants. Cool. And so, like, it, this arm would come out and take your bags and stuff this is like 10 years ago too and this isn't yeah i was down there when i was at cornell's um international real estate case competition anyways it was uh heralded as the cruise ship of hotels during that period of time (laughs) and and so i guess the question is why are you talking about cruises because i was thinking about them when i saw these images and uh are we are we going on a cruise or something
1: I wish. I wish. Uh, aside from your trip down memory lane, uh, not exactly, but in line with how ridiculous living in a hotel versus apartment or a home might sound to a lot of people, people have also been comparing living on a cruise ship to living in Canada and evaluating the economics of that option. So this next part is an article from CTV late last year. Dan, start us off.
0: Man. You know what? I had this like thought. Like, could, wouldn't it be cheaper to just live on a like really nice yacht in the Toronto Harbor? <laughs> I actually know a guy that does that. Right? Yeah. Like, what? That would make sense. Other than the like, winter wouldn't be ideal. But no. like, you take it out of the water, go down to Florida, or t- take it down to Florida if you want. If you're that that type of fellow. <laughs> um, but I, I guess it would be maybe a, just a bit of a different life. And I guess that begs the question. How does a cruise or a living on a yacht, perhaps, uh, compare to life as a landlubber, I think is what they call it in the pirate life, right? Is that what it is? So it says uh, living on a cruise line is more costly than life on land. I like how they say on land. like It's like they're yeah. truly sailors. Uh, for example, a two-week cruise can cost... and $3,000 between $700 and $3,000 compared to the average rent of $2,000 in Canada. Hypothetically, if you only book the cheapest, tiniest cabin on a cruise ship, you might pay less than the average Canadian rent. However, you'd be sacrificing a thousand square foot or larger apartment space potentially, depending where in Canada you are, for the equivalent of a tiny bedroom uh, with a bunk bed. So, I mean, but based, based I guess off I heard, what you just said,
1: that's not the case though, right? I mean, we just figured out that right. these, these rents are, or these rooms are like 350 square feet and they already have bunk beds. So is it that
0: different? So aren't like cruises all inclusive too? So like you-, you Oh yeah, baby. Some, yeah. So is it more affordable? You tell me.
1: Well, it just depends on how much you eat and drink, I guess. <laughs> so again, that the article here goes on to uh, beg the question, is it actually more affordable when I say I here, I'm not speaking about myself. I'm um, just reading the article. So the cheapest cruise I could find lasts for two weeks and cost $699 US. Multiplying that, you get uh, about $1,400 per month, $16,776 per year, equivalent to just over $22,000 Canadian. That being said, it would be almost impossible to book ultra te- cheap tickets like this back to back. Looking at a cruise ship booking site, many tickets are booked out months in advance. Also, prices fluctuate heavily depending on the season and how far in advance you book the ticket. So if you plan on vacating your land and your home, which is on land, you better be booking this stuff far in advance. You could also book, get this, a three-year Gemini cruise uh, mentioned in the article for the cost of around $40,000, which is quite reasonable. The only reason I can see it being more affordable is if their existing home or apartment had a high rental rate, which is the case for a lot of Canadians. And if the individual in question is paying between $2,500 and $3,000 a month per rent, which we just discussed the average rent in Canada is almost $3,000, again, which is higher than the national rent. In that case, living on a cruise ship could be slightly cheaper. So now we've got some options. You can live in a hotel. You can live on a cruise. However, this of course excludes the money spent on plane tickets and short-term lodgings between cruises. And if you've got a gambling habit, I don't think that's included on the cruise uh, ships. So there's a uh, there's money to be spent there. But retiring on a cruise ship could
0: be a somewhat reasonable retirement plan for some. The gambling piece, I I feel like most like men in our generation think that they can make income from McCamblin? What do you like, mean? What is I, going on? Like, is I what... hit
1: the casino in Winnipeg when I was there and turned 40 bucks into 200 at the roulette table, baby. That's...
0: You're living the American dream. Yeah. What, but what's going on with that? Like, I feel... It is crazy, eh? Um, like, you never saw this... What, it was illegal to, like... Sports betting was, like, illegal for, like, till like, a couple years ago, right? And then... Now it's, like, the only ads you see, I think. I... 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 I'm not really a betting man myself.
1: Uh, I bet on myself, okay? There we go. Nickel original. <laughs>
0: I would not put you in my fantasy football draft.
1: Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I we're probably alienating ourselves right now because I bet you most people listening to this show probably online gamble. I know most of my brothers and, and really? friends. Really? It's, it's, it's that crazy. big of a thing? Yeah. I
0: was going to drop some quotes that probably, in hindsight, would be insulting towards, like, do you're, it. like, fooling his money and stuff like that, but... You know Save what they it. say, fooling his money, go the distance together, Yeah, going to be living way. on a cruise ship one day <laughs> more, with more gambling <laughs> than they could ever, uh, their hearts to fulfill their heart's desire. So there you go. I, but it is fascinating to me. Like it just came, it came out of nowhere. I felt like nobody was doing sports gambling and then now everyone's doing it. That, the no Super Bowl revealed in real estate, this to me.
1: And now everyone's investing in real estate. That's no what one, it is. Yeah. You
0: can't gamble on real estate anymore. Because interest rates are too high, so you got to go gamble on sports. Smaller Maybe that's increments. our next
1: business idea. We create some kind of gambling for duplexes. No, and, uh, duplexes. absolutely not.
0: <laughs> absolutely not. I think it, it, Scratch that's enough. we can from leave, the leave that in board. Canada's history. Okay, so so it may not be cheaper. I think we've resolved it may not be cheaper to live on a cruise ship, which does sound fun, but also nauseating. I don't like. You get seasick on shit. Like, if you're yeah, you living would, on right? Maybe it full time, like Maybe you, get, likely. you get develop uh, what they call sea legs, right? Yeah, I mean you 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 definitely need to develop sea legs. Develop sea legs, I think. Yeah, call. yeah. But let's get back to living in the hotel, maybe instead of renting an apartment and or living in a cruise ship or a yacht in the Toronto Harbor.
1: I like the yacht in the Toronto Harbor. That's a harbor. good one or the like Vancouver that's or any honestly, There's any like harbor. a there's
0: a sweet Airbnb in Montreal that's like a Houseboat? houseboat, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like the bachelor well, we went and toured that houseboat a Yeah, we years did. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Scarborough Bluffs. Yeah. yeah. There's like a whole community of houseboats in yeah. Scarborough Gloffs.
1: Anyway, so yes, you definitely need sea legs if you plan to do the cruise ship route. But in other ridiculous news, which sheds even more light on the housing crisis, forget living in a hotel, forget the cruise ship. What if you just lived in... In a cheaper area of the country and commuted to that more expensive area that you need to be. This next article takes things to a whole other level.
0: Dan, hit me with the title of this article from the Daily High Vancouver. So I'll also mention that this Instagram video got way more views than your Instagram video. Why would video. you have to say that? Why'd yeah, you say that? I feel like Kanye just getting up on stage like, hey, Taylor, I don't I'm going to get views, but gonna... <laughs> this video. <laughs> Anyway, it did. It got 12.4 million views. So in Vancouver, it is especially difficult. UBC on student who flies... To class instead of renting. Yes, you heard that correctly. <laughs> and it's not like flights are cheap in Canada either. Like you know, no, it's not like it's in, in Europe country. they have like Ryanair in the US. Yeah. Like you like know, you thirty-five can get like, bucks, hop yeah, on, yeah, yeah. you're off in twenty-five
1: minutes yeah. in a different state or province or yeah. country. And weren't they petitioning
0: Italy? for standing room in in planes? <laughs> I think they were. I'm not <laughs> standing on
1: a plane uh, in Canada. I mean,
0: <laughs> ca- Canadian landlords like some of these hotels might be. Uh, petitioning for standing room sleeping probably <laughs> based on what i'm seeing but uh, and some some landlords doing the same stuff anyway do don't, don't do that by the way don't that's that's don't start not that trend. The, that's not the right way to do a housing crisis no the university of british columbia is acknowledging how difficult it is for students to afford rent in vancouver after one of its attendees Revealed he flies to class from Calgary instead of paying for an apartment near campus. <laughs> Absolute genius! This guy's just ra- he's like Air Canada, whatever the the highest. Uh, he
1: spent he's he's spending time in the lounge. That's
0: not, not a bad, bad life. Student Tim Chen, a self described super commuter, made headlines <laughs> this week for saying his twice weekly round trip flights from Alberta are cheaper than renting in Vancouver. There you go. That's his, you. Can, this is Canada. Welcome. Canadian dream. A super commuter. I I almost said super computer,
1: to be honest. It might be. (laughs) Maybe. What a time to be alive. Wow. So the article goes on to say that UBC's Associate Vice President of Student Housing and Community Services, Andrew Parr, said he feels for students facing the housing crunch, adding that. It is the driving force for the school constructing below market housing. Now, pause for a second there. Why the hell would he use the phrase driving force? This guy is literally flying and he has to throw in the word the driving force. I mean, come on. <laughs> just come savage.
0: On, Andrew Parr, do better than Guy's that. just throwing jabs in there. Yeah, I'm not sure about the flying force. I don't know if that would be much. of It sounds like a superhero, maybe. But uh, <laughs>
1: supercomputer, supercomputer. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, good point. I mean, so
1: the article goes on to say, uh, we recognize that finding affordable rental accommodation in Vancouver and Kelowna is a challenge for some of our students, as it is for others renting in those communities. In Vancouver, it's especially difficult. The Vancouver campus has thirteen thousand five hundred five beds for students living in residence which is often slightly cheaper than renting a room off campus. The university is also looking to add more, including potential uh, new housing in the community for graduate students, but those aren't immune to costly rent increases. This semester, some UBC students in student housing received an email that their rent would increase 5 to 6%. That's higher than the provincially allowed 3.5% for regular rents. So the notification had many students voicing their frustrations uh, as I imagine they would when the province is only allowed when actual landlords are only allowed to charge 3.5% and UBC or whoever it is, I guess, comes and says, nah, we're doing six. We know you're paying crazy amounts of money to be here, but it's not enough. And if you want better living situations, go move to Winnipeg and you can fly in twice a week. I
0: Didn't will say, say that last part. <laughs> I will say that uh, Mr. Parr has uh, far better PR training than some of the college presidents in Ontario. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if anybody's been following the news there but uh, Conestoga's president got uh, in a little bit of a media storm for calling Sue College's president a certain expletive that we're not going to mention on the show. Mm. And, and then you know, if we're gonna go back to another example, Ontario College, when North, so North Bay, so there's a bunch of a bunch of colleges in Ontario that saw like increases in their international students by like what's it like four thousand? We did it in, in one of the the mo- most recent student episode that that you'll see in the um, catalog there, which you should go listen to. It talks about student housing financing and student housing uh, real estate investment. But what is that episode one sixty seven? Yeah, is student rental yeah. investment dead? But, uh, so Canadore had these students living in tents in North Bay, which, you know, like North Bay during the school year, like school year is September to, to April. Like you don't want to be in a tent in North Bay during that period of time. No. And, it, and the guy's like, no, they're lying. It's a PR stunt and all this stuff. So anyway, Mr. Parr of UBC, good job, not <laughs> are handling it much better than said other three examples. Um, and yeah. if you want to get even more info on how crazy the student housing – and student rentals have become, go check out that recent episode that I mentioned, episode 167, Is Student Rental Investment Debt? And we talk about sort of the future of student rental investing, whether or not the sun is setting on it with some of these new programs coming and some of these new uh, legislatures that are being introduced. And we'll try not to offend anybody because we did get a negative review for slightly sympathizing with the, the, the like, or I guess being understanding of why the Airbnb ban might exist. Yeah, apparently so,
1: we're, we're communists now. Oh yeah, I
0: heard, this is the first time I've ever been called the A liberal but uh, i've never yeah i I guess this is great we you know eventually we plan to offend everyone equally i suppose (laughs) um but anyway it'll be interesting to see how how things recoil and result to some of those stats that we shared on how much student enrollment has gone up at some of those colleges who had worse pr teams and worse pr training than ubc And even worse than us. Yeah. We don't even have a PR team. It's just, yeah, just the sauce. Yeah, Yeah, we're doing good actually so far, <laughs> I think. Other than the Airbnb thing that got that one bad review. It was just very... Yeah. That well, person was very upset. And let's not I forget. Did. So one one bad
1: Airbnb... One, one bad review for sympathizing with Airbnb legislation and then another bad review for, saying the Pacific Northwest. Can't forget about right, that, right. that one.
0: So. And so it's all people out of BC. Two Jeez, bad reviews. You guys going to get it together over there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyways,
0: so... Living in hotels. Could you imagine we're, being so offended by somebody saying Pacific Northwest, calling Vancouver the Pacific Northwest? I Do you think that that person has emailed Wikipedia? Because Wikipedia has an article calling it. I just Northwest. wonder if they're still listening now and they're like- No, they told it. They said they weren't theory. going to anymore. Yeah, true. They, and the no-take backseats, They're not allowed. Yeah. I'm also hoping that by
1: discussing it now, even further on the show, that we're still not offending anybody because we don't like to offend people on purpose. No. We're just two guys yeah. that like talking about real estate and- Try to provide value and try to have fun doing it. So with all that being said, living in hotels, living in cruise ship or province community, all three real estate options that I hadn't really
0: thought of before, to be honest. You know, there you could provincially commute from Lethbridge, Saskatchewan to Lethbridge, Alberta, because they're the same city. That's provincial commuting, too. Okay, well, did our super commuter know about that? I So I actually did, I just did an article for Zolo uh, Best Buyer's Markets in, in Canada, and that was on the list. And so Ooh. I learned a lot about Lethbridge, very fascinating town. Like it's kind of like, is it Kansas City in the States where it's on the, the yeah. border? Yeah. We have one of those in Canada. Sick, yeah. love it. So anyway, talk to me about what was it, living in hotels, we're going to move on from that and we're going to get to the fun part of the show. Is this a fun part of the show? You're, you're telling me you haven't been having fun this whole time? I uh, Yeah, no, this has actually been a pretty fun episode. I, uh, we This is our third rec- episode recording today. So we kind of just have to have fun by the time we're said and done. The first ones are very serious. <laughs> but this no part laughing. is just funny. So as, as content creators, when we post stuff, the real gold, is that from Reddit? It's like the real joke is always in the comments. The real gold happens in the comments. So let's go through a bunch of comments on Nick's a Nick's post here. And what I wanna do is I wanna go through some of the comments on the video and where there's like, there's thousands of comments. So we're not gonna go through all of them, but we're just gonna read. Yeah, we,
1: I don't know, yeah. I've got like pulled like 15 or 20 here. We'll, we'll just yeah. kind of go one for one here and, and we can about talk it. about them or we can just move on quickly. Cause sure. some of them are fascinating and some of them are just funny. Uh, so one user wrote, I once had to live in a hotel with my husband due to unforeseen circumstances, about six to eight months. We had a small kitchen, a stove, a sink, a microwave, and a living room, a comfy king bed, and comfy is in capitals, so you know that bed is comfy, a gym, weekly housekeeping, a pool, breakfast buffet every day, and honestly, it was the life, a way and way cheaper than rent, I'd probably do it again in a heartbeat. Boom! So there you go. You got
0: to ask that person to leave a review to the podcast. That was a great, that was a good uh, yeah. comment. Say, hey, yep. could you leave me a review on our podcast? I got That's a lot. Good. I got two thousand people to write after this, and ask them all to <laughs>
1: go listen to the podcast <laughs> and write a review.
0: Yeah, Hey, I, I noticed you like typing stuff for <laughs> pointless points on the internet. Could you? Could we you, could use some of that. <laughs> over here. We like points too. One user wrote. In Atlanta, these extended stay hotels are basically apartment complexes. The school buses have stops in the areas for the kids. There you go, and America, just hitting different. There's a lot of. We'll get to a lot of America stuff in here as well. Like, wasn't the conclusion like a lot of people were like, "Yeah, it's like this everywhere. Like, welcome to the real world." Like, it's literally, yeah. yeah, a lot of well, places saying that, right? Well, I think there's a few more in here, but like, just as a high level,
1: like, there was people. This the craziest thing about this was, man, there was people commenting from like. Poland and Italy and Spain and New Jersey and Atlanta and Central America. Like you're a global influencer now, eh? I should have just put like my face right in the middle of it, just jump up and
0: be like, Hey, follow me. Did you say you should go back and comment all of them? Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? always a good time to buy and sell baby nah, i'm i'm All more right. the guy that just
1: stands right next to you at the urinal and that's where i do my. oh page. yeah <laughs> uh another comment this one has 745 likes this comment reads but outside food would cost an extra 800 dollars. it would come up to the same amount but 330 people responded to that comment with their own ideas on how to make food and trust me Air fryers, ninjas, microwaves, you name it. Every like cooktops. Everyone had like, apparently there's a lot of solutions for this. And actually, if you start thinking about it, unless you're cooking like a really nice steak or, or I guess an elaborate meal, you can make most meals very simply. At least I, I mean, like I lived as a bachelor for, for a while. And let me tell you, we, I ate some, some pretty basic stuff back then. I this th- next one's hilarious.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So one of the most liked comments with over forty two thousand likes on it. Jeez, you are an influencer, right? Eh? It says, "Dude just made the most credible argument I've ever heard for living in a hotel room." <laughs> I love it. It's dude just made. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, I guess you're dude. I, the is it TikTok where they call everyone bro? But uh, I mean, it is a credible argument. Uh, they, that's actually not that profound of a comment. But
1: no, um, I. But hey, forty two thousand people they, liked they told it. the and, truth. This goes to the next comment when there's, again, there's several of these. I just went and pulled some of the ones I thought were funny. This one fits. This is why people end up living on cruise ships. There's also a few hundred comments referencing the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Now that is sweet, not W or sorry, S W E E T. That is S U I T E as in hotel suite. I must have missed it but uh it was a series back on the disney channel that ran from 2005 to 2008 about zach and cody martin 12 year old twin brothers who live in the luxurious tip-tomp hotel in boston where their mother sings and performs in the hotel lounge a little bit different than the hotel in the video i wouldn't describe it as a luxurious hotel but hey there was probably a few hundred comments being like, these people really live in the sweet life or Zach and Cody are back kind of thing. So there you go. The next one's a funny one too, Dan. Let's keep going here. It says,
0: it's the year 2030 and the only way to obtain a house is by doing a Mr. Beast challenge. True. <laughs> it's true. That's a good uh Just bring your own betting and you're good. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's actually reasonable. What the actual expletive is happening with rents all around the world oh this isn't uh, this isn't just a Canada problem yeah that's that's what a lot of people say and then
1: that this next one uh, this next one's a bit of a jab this is a side chick hotel Jeez. <laughs> I, I, there was a lot more that went deeper on that
0: subject. I decided to leave those out of this. I mean when you do like that's kind of the first place your brain goes when you hear about people yeah. like I don't know not like my mind, brain I mean, but I guess it's like that short term super short term like by the hour hotel yeah. that would be your thing right yeah. but no, this I don't. is the opposite actually this is, I'm trying to stay here for a month right Yeah, that's like motels and stuff too I guess I don't know. interesting. anyway, I mean this is just truly I guess we're we're truly at that point in the housing crisis, right? so it says pro this is a great deal in the current landscape con this is a great deal in the current landscape it's a good one
1: the next comment here remember when an 18 year old dude straight out of high school on a minimum wage job could afford a house yeah good times dystopian a s f what does that mean i don't know what that means as expletive yes
0: (laughs) no Uh utility no water bills this is a win and I used to be an assistant GM at a place just like this. People could do weekly or monthly, and those rooms were on the second floor. The nightly guests stayed on the first floor.
1: Um, I'm just gonna rifle off these last few here. Cause this is one of
0: my favorite. This is like this. This next line is like becoming our you, like, you, slogan. Okay, you take this one, then you take this one. <laughs> Canada is not a real place. <laughs> there was a lot of that. I believe it there man. was a like, lot I mean, of, that. and it's just like that came out of nowhere. But it's like the most common thing right yeah. now.
1: A few other ones here. My ex and I got priced out of the San Francisco area and wound up at an extended stay for almost a year. And it was actually a lot better than our previous apartment. Uh, Another one. Living in motels with bad credit is nothing new, guys. Laughing face slash crying face. All of the hotels in Vermont do this, except the state pays for it. But that's the great old US of A. Dot, dot, dot. Not Canada. Not Canada. Tons and tons of these, lots and lots of variations on this comment. You'll own nothing and be happy about it. Clownface, WEF, World Economic Forum. Another one. Meanwhile, back home in the gorgeous woods of Vermont, I have a two-story cabin with a huge wraparound deck for six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Americans just coming in and just yeah. being savage on everyone. Couple more here, Dan. You want to you want to fire these last few off, and then we'll we'll wrap it up and get out of here. If you guys want to read more of the comments, by the way, and and you're you're bored one night, it says how does uh you're you're back to
0: promoting your uh your Insta post again? You, is that what you cut these? me yeah, off? You're not a... allowing
1: me to promote my
0: Instagram. Yeah, go again? everyone, go check out Nick's Instagram. It's <laughs> it's a good it's a good Instagram. It is actually. I will I will I will admit that. And he just broke eleven thousand followers. I had to make him a cake. um we actually just got a million views on the podcast too did you mention hey yeah no there you go today one million
1: views february 20th 18 months into starting this podcast we'll do a full episode on the million views where we talk more about us and the podcast and maybe the journey
0: and podcasting in general and stuff yeah it makes sense i like uh, that i like that idea yeah how does a country with only 45 million people have a housing crisis or they call it a house crisis, which is even funnier. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's, e- that's actually more fitting. Yeah. Okay, finish. The, read this last one here and then... Uh, Back when I was a kid, I watched movies of people who lived in hotels and those are the richest people I ever did see. Now the hotel living life is for the poorest of the poor. How times change. Dang. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of other ones in all caps that we cannot read. So you do have to go to Nick's uh, profile because they're funny. They're entertaining. Like if you're just looking for something to do, go there. It's It's cool. Next comment section, any viral videos, comments. Yeah. I was going to say Dan, Dan's like just... comment section has provided, uh, endless entertainment as well. So
1: anyways, we had a lot of fun with this episode, guys. Hope you guys got some value or at least had a, had a chuckle listening, Remember to go check out all the events. If you're interested in starting an event or getting involved in any capacity, reach out to us and we will connect with you and our new events manager and stay tuned for more stuff. Like we got the five-day challenge coming up, the hunt for the best investment property in the country. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. The Canadian Real Estate Investor Podcast is for entertainment purposes only and it is not financial advice. Nick Hill is a mortgage agent with Premier Mortgage Center and a partner in the G&H Mortgage Group, license number 10317, agent license M21004037.
0: Daniel Foch is a real estate broker licensed with Rare Real Estate, a member of the Canadian Real Estate Association, the Toronto Real Estate Board, and the Ontario Real Estate Association.